1: Some podcasts do it for the fun. Some do it for the fame. Chad and cheese, they do it for global effing domination. That's right, bringing America to its knees was just the beginning. Now, they have their eyes set on conquering
2: Europe, and they've drafted industry veteran Levan von Neuerhauser of Belgium to help them navigate the old country and bring HR's most dangerous podcast
1: across the pond to trash talk like never before not safe for work in any language the chad and cheese podcast does europe oh it's the show with zero supply chain issues but boys my colon backed up this morning after that bowl of lucky charms come on magically delicious my arse you are listening to the chad and cheese podcast does europe i'm your co-host joel bottleneck
2: cheeseman and this is chad red light green light so wash
3: and I'm once again just leaving when new of forgetting to find a new nickname. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and on this
1: episode, Facebook goes full court press on the old country. Unicorns, money, more unicorns, and more money. Cha-ching, oh, and Chad. VR, baby, hell yeah! Let's do this!
2: Europe has a bunch of countries in it.
0: European. Talent. Intelligence. What does it mean? Imagine a world where it's easier for you to find and know your target group. Where it's easier to recruit and attract the talent you need from a European talent pool. Every year, thousands of corporate recruiters, HR departments and intermediaries rely on Intelligence Group to make that dream a reality. Intelligence Group is the European market leader in recruitment talent intelligence with innovative dashboards and tailor-made research in 28 European countries. It is our job to empower you as a state-of-the-art, data-driven recruitment business partner. Recruiting with data is great. Recruiting with Intelligence Group is better. Learn more about our services at intelligence-group.nl. Intelligence Group, market leader in European Talent Intelligence
2: what's up guys oh dude i'm telling
1: you right now it's our 10th show if my it, math is correct we're on, really? we're on show number 10 we made it this far carry the one
2: yeah no that's right that's right.
1: certainly 10 more
2: episodes
1: oh, hell. are in the office
2: <laughs> let me check real quick is leaving there leaving are you there i'm there i'm there. Still there <laughs> i got to give a shout out to sound effects right out of the gate because last week's show the first five minutes you were in your kid's treehouse and we had actually some back and forth about that that didn't make the show because your audio for that five minutes didn't record. So I had to go in and actually uh, use sound effects to replicate uh, Levin's reactions. My question to you, Levin, did I do an okay job?
3: Probably nobody noticed any difference. So... <laughs> <laughs> it says a lot about me, I think. <laughs>
1: But we have a special guest guys we didn't oh. have one uh, last week so did we're not Really happy to introduce Daniel Masada. He's the founder and CEO of Volante and longtime HR services tech human capital geek. And he promises to give us some German accent at some point. Daniel, <laughs> welcome to the Chat and Cheese podcast. Does Thanks you know? so much.
4: Thanks, everyone, for having me on. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to that German uh, thing later for sure. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Yes.
1: Is, is Volante German? Uh, that doesn't sound... German? What the heck? What the heck does that does that company do?
4: It, it, it's not. It's not German. It's uh. You know, it's a good question. The the name is inspired by uh, you know the French language. You know, I spent a few years in France as well. So Volante, so sexy. Oh yeah. There you go. Volante you does go. it come from
3: voler Stealing?
4: No. Uh, <laughs> Even nice nice try, but no, uh, yeah. no. It's Volante for willpower. You know, we built a uh, workforce agility platform and we're really helping Mm -hmm. people navigate change better you know in order to navigate change well you need some good strong willpower and you gotta understand like what to focus on so it's all about willpower, Volante, not stealing, leaving. No, okay. sorry. <laughs> it
1: could have been, could have been. And where are you calling in from today, Daniel?
4: I'm calling in from beautiful Long Island, New York. New York City?
1: Another European that came over here to
2: mess things up. Love
1: there it. you go.
4: Yeah, <laughs> another one of those. Yeah,
2: that, yeah, because that's not what our history was uh, what was <laughs> set upon.
1: <laughs> well, guys, uh, how about some shout outs? Do it. All right, I, I got a shout out for for beer. Is there a better shout out than that? So no, there is not. Apparently, apparently, bathing in beer is the hottest thing going in Europe right now. What? Uh, according to an article from Vice, Belgium's first. Beer spa just Belgium. opened up in Brussels, uh, where Chad and I will conveniently be next month. By the way, so I'm just saying, a Chad cheese and leaving live from a tub of Duval. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> maybe in the in our future. Inside the spa, guests are invited to a hop based scrub before hopping into a large tanks of brewing liquids, but naked. You can pick your favorite hop, which you can use to exfoliate your skin, which I Mm. know is important to Chad. Uh, It's good for your skin, full of antioxidants, and hops are also part of the hemp and cannabis family, so you'll be nice and relaxed. What's to hate about bathing in beer?
2: Shout out to Crazy Europeans, bathing in my favorite brew. Levin, what is this about? You guys make some of the best beer in the world, and you're going to waste it in a tub? The be best.
1: At least we wash.
2: <laughs> wait a minute. You wait, you're from Europe, and you're saying at least you wash. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. Have you done this, or know anyone that's done this?
3: I've never ever heard of a story as stupid as that one. I've never <laughs> seen <laughs> someone bathing in beer. Well, maybe I have, but in different situations. <laughs> but uh, well, I should give it a try. Probably. It sounds fun. Like uh, yeah.
1: It sounds a lot of fun to me. Try you it mean, once. Picture, the picture had a tap right next to the beer tub of beer so
4: mm. <laughs> I, I don't even know i don't know why this is you know so so strange to you guys we do this all the time in germany i don't know you know i don't on Sundays, Yeah, sunday beer box yeah but we're not talking about bathing in beer with regard to how
2: much you drink daniel during Oktoberfest. Ah, okay. We're talking about Sounds actually scary. getting in a tub yeah
4: yeah yeah it's i misunderstood then clearly yeah that's different <laughs> <laughs> that's what belgians do Oh that's what you said right yeah
3: <laughs> Yeah I've got a shout out a shout out to Play it Play it is a Belgian game based learning platform and basically they create a virtual lookalike of a company in which an avatar can walk around and then they use these surroundings to train people from home which has been working great during covid but now recently uh, one of their their clients which is a big grocery chain they trained older employees in resuscitation, you know, heart massage and mouth to mouth, etc. <laughs> recently, a customer <laughs> collapsed in the store and he was successfully resuscitated by one of the employees, claiming he got the skills by playing the educational game. And I think it's a great idea to keep your clients alive. So probably a very good investment. Shout
1: out to Play It. Here's to heart massage, everybody.
2: Dude, it just seems like total bullshit to me. I don't know how many CPR classes or like combat life server classes I've gone through. I just it to, to be able to find out where you need to put your hands and your mouth and all that stuff, to be able to think that you can do it on a video game, to me, if you can, that's awesome, but it just seems way foreign.
1: I had a dollar for every time I got smacked for asking a girl if she wanted a heart massage, you know? <laughs> Just just trying to help. Yeah,
2: I think you're talking about breast exams. (laughs) (laughs) I have a shout out to Ted Lasso, baby. They're about to step up their game. That's right. After receiving 20 Emmy nominations, four wins, and most definitely the surprise feel-good show of the COVID season, Ted Lasso has struck a deal with England's Premier League that will allow the series to use Premier League footage, logos, and trophies. So I can imagine where Jason Sudeikis and his merry band of writers will use the
4: hell out of these goodies. Daniel, do, do you watch uh, Ted Lasso at all? Believe it or not, but I have not watched it yet. No, honestly, oh. it, it's, it's in the news everywhere. Yeah, sorry. That's <laughs> I know, but uh, I haven't watched it yet. No, I, I certainly will. You know, t- today's the day. For Sure. So you've got two seasons that you can
2: binge through. So right after the podcast, I, we expect you to go ahead, unplug everything else and just go do it.
1: We're going to have to start pre-screening our mystery guests.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: we can't have a Ted Lasso-less guest on the show. Chad, your infatuation with Lasso is part equal parts refreshing and equal parts a little creepy.
2: I can see that. <laughs> You're probably
1: sad the season's over and you have to wait till August of next year for a whole Ju- new round.
2: Julie and I love it. When we hear the Mumford Sons, you know, intro, it's just like it automatically joy just enters our heart. So I, I understand there's only one season
1: left and they're done. Right. Is that the, I don't know
2: that that's the truth, but
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure that they said three seasons max. Now, the money's good enough. Anything yes, could happen.
2: But,
4: that's right. Uh, and then isn't, isn't it always like they say they're done and then comes the prequel and then the prequel to the prequel. So I'm sure there's a well, long, yeah, long then, out uh, of
1: one guy gets his own show and then there's an offshoot of another show. There you go.
2: Beard's going to be next.
1: Yeah. Clearly, clearly Roy <laughs> Kent should have his own show. Oh, right? fuck yes. I mean, clearly Roy should have his <laughs> own show. Uh, Daniel, anything from you? Shout out wise. Any special someone or?
4: You know what? I'll just, uh, I'll make you yawn probably uh, because it's not Ted Lasso, but, um, you know, just to my team, you know, Volante is, is, uh, <laughs> <there> you <go. laughs> Volante, you know, we're, we're, you know, not even two years into this. It's complete startup madness very often. And, uh, you know, they're just hanging in there. Doing all this great work for our fantastic first customer, and it's just madness sometimes. So I, I have to give this one to my team here: uh, Karen and Simone, and Brooke and Manisha, and the whole crew. You know, just shout out to them. How big's the team, and why did you do it? Um, the team is is a group of uh, seven to eight now. You know, depending mm-hmm. on how we flex up and down. And um, why I did it: uh, I spent 15 years with uh, a Deco Group. You know, the big. Big guys here them. in the space. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, yeah. Had 15 fantastic years there, you know, worked my way all the way uh, up from working student recruiters helper while I was still uh, at university in, in Germany. Yeah. And then, you know, just uh, worked my way all the way up. And and after 15 fantastic years, had to, you know, try myself on this entrepreneurial path. And, and you know, I think that we have a problem out there when it comes to career change and and change in the workplace. It's just not managed well and, and handled properly by most companies. You know, you have all these crazy stats. Uh, I think just last month, McKinsey came out again saying 70% of company change initiatives fail. And, and we just set out to... Uh, you know, solve for that. So, you know, for us, it's all about turning workplace and career change into more positive and empowering, and you know, proactive experiences. Also, so th- that's the why. In a in a nutshell, I just had to do this. There's so much to be to be done in this space. So, where can you find out more about the Volante? Volante. There you go. I, I love it how you say it. Volante dot co. Uh, is our website you can see everything there we have a little explainer video and then of course you know hit us up on on linkedin uh we're pretty active on there as well
1: and and Chad and I do voiceovers, Daniel. If you love the way we say Volante, we're happy to take your money and say it in, in you a, know. Recording.
4: Yeah, I'm, I might take you up on that because I have to say I've listened to the Chad and Cheese podcast so many times, and I'm so impressed, like how your voices actually sound this nice. You know, I thought it was all like enhanced and you know equalizers times ten. Yeah. I don't know, but the it's, it's real. Mike, so. Yeah. Yeah. I might take you yeah. up on
1: that.
4: Be nice, careful.
1: Yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Well, Chad, you, you know what that music means. We're coming, baby. We're coming to Europe. That's right. Uh, we'll be spending one of America's favorite holidays in a country that couldn't give a shit, Europe. Uh, we'll be there for Thanksgiving. Uh, leave them. Tell them about the conference if they want to attend. Okay. So uh,
3: I'm going to repeat myself. I'm afraid,
1: but... <laughs>
2: it's called marketing leaving i don't know if you've ever yes mm-hmm. reputation Sales marketing that's
3: all repetition, show is. education okay repetition is good i know okay so basically the 25th of november we're organizing and we are that means house of hr is organizing the biggest e-recruitment conference and benelux it's a congress some international top keynote speakers also chat and cheese will be there <laughs> Uh, <laughs> topics like esports for recruitment. Uh, we have lots of Belgian beers, uh, esports. Did I mention esports yet? I'm did, very, yeah, you, you very like into e-sports yeah. esports. yeah. Uh, but that's going to be great. Then, uh, search engine marketing, of course. We have programmatics. We have lots of other stuff, uh, remote work and you're going to meet many fans from the show which already appeared in one of your
2: episodes it, it seems like a beautiful area austin is am i saying that right austin
3: austin austin yeah
2: okay austin okay that, it looks gorgeous if you're in Europe or you're in the US and you want to spend Thanksgiving with the chad and cheese go to erecruitment-congress.com check out the speakers uh, register, get a flight, get your ass over there. We might not have turkey, but we will have beer. Well, no, we will have turkey because Joel will be there. I forgot.
1: Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> By the way, I love how Levin says, we have many well-respected and knowledgeable speakers. <laughs> and then Chad and Chiefs will be there.
2: <laughs> kind of well, a diss,
1: man. I, oh,
2: I, I love it. I love it. He's on, he's on point. There has to
3: be a difference, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, well...
1: All right, my favorite soundbite. Here we go. Unicorns, God, we got the unicorns the everywhere yes. coming out of Europe. Everybody. All right, so we, we're going to highlight two companies. First and foremost, Personio, uh, German-based HR tech services provider. Personio has raised two hundred and seventy million dollars in a Series E funding round to improve automation Damn. of recruitment and human capital management processes for SMEs across Europe. The new funding brings the company's total valuation to $6.3 billion. billion billion. billion. Persenio, founded in 2015 and headquartered in Munich, offers a wide range of services from recruitment and application tracking to onboarding, payroll management, development, and data analytics. It has 1,000 employees and also offices in Madrid, London, Dublin, and Amsterdam. Guys, this sounds like a European juggernaut.
3: It sounds a bit like Volante. So, Daniel, you know what to do?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a little bigger right now, but that's going to change, obviously, very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you know what? I, I I will say I've heard good things about these guys, and they're based in Munich. There's a lot of good beer there, too, so I'm not, not uh, too surprised that good things come out of Munich. But, um, you know, seriously, the thing is that um, I'm not surprised about you know, this significant traction over in Europe also for companies like Personio and and the significant growth there, just because, you know, it's what I've been saying, you know, basically my whole life, right, in this industry, the focus on the employee, on people and on their contributions to uh, company success, you know, we're still only at the beginning of that. And so, when Personio puts a, a good product out there, you know, they really build a platform that... I would argue in certain ways is, you know, similar to like a work day over here or UKG and so on. I'm I'm not surprised that they're getting a lot of attention. So kudos to them, you know, well done. So they reached Unicorn status In January of
2: this year, you can check out our podcast from late January called the Personio rides the dinosaur. Uh, They've grown (laughs) from 3000 to 5,000 customers in the last less than a year, 524 million USD with a valuation that went from in January, 1.7 billion to now 6.3 billion. And here's the biggest point. They do not need the cash. Literally, Personio is the hot girl at the bar that never has to buy a drink, right? <laughs> so this is amazing. There's so much money that's out there, but companies like this, you've got you've got to be salivating, Daniel. You've got yeah. to be salivating right now.
4: It's true, you know. I mean, to be fair, you know, some of these stats, like the client count, you know, I mean, you really have to dig into this sometimes. <laughs> you think you think they're bullshitting? I hear it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying bullshitting, you know. But there's a big difference <laughs> between winning a big enterprise customer and yes. like your mom and pop shop around the yeah. corner, right? We yeah, all know yeah. that. But still, it's a great story. You know, again, good for them. Every. Every bit of more attention and focus on human capital and the value of people, um, you know, in companies' success stories is, is good for everybody, including Volante, you know. And, and by the way, all of this obviously is about digital transformation, right? Because Personio is a digital platform that wants to take care of all of these workflows and processes that, you know, have to do with employees and people in organizations. That's digital transformation right there, and and that's you know where we come in uh, with Volante, where we say we want to help organizations and their employees succeed throughout this digital transformation, and you know how they work, how um, you know they can leverage automation, and this is all good. You know, it's, I'm 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 cheering for them.
3: You said something about the the mom and dad companies, but actually they aim mid-sized businesses. They don't aim the big corporate institutions, just the mid sizes. And I think it's a good a good uh, choice because those companies they outgrown they have outgrown the Excel sheets and all those little tools they were using, and they need some kind of a platform communicating all together. So they're. They'll be reached out at the right time, I guess. So it's 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 a good uh, client base, and also it's better, in my opinion, to have many small customers than just a handful of big ones. If you lose one, it's less hard.
2: Daniel, I mean, to to Levin's point, we're talking about SMEs, right? Joel is pretty much a hater on the SME side of the house because they're hard, man. You got it. You've got to corral all those cats. You've got to herd all those cats. Versus versus going whale hunting. So I guess the question is could personio actually be i i don't know successful without this type of cash in the first place
4: yeah you know what i i think so i think there is a need for um you know good platforms out there that do what personio uh does right so so i i don't you know and you said it earlier they it doesn't even seem like they need all this cash my my point is and again, I'm not, I'm not arguing like with, uh, with their success story at all. It's just, you know, client count is, is a number that needs some, some double clicking. Right. And then, uh, <laughs> obviously, obviously, you know, the smaller your, your average customer size is, the more expensive it is also to find them. So maybe that's why they've uh, taken on this additional money because you know, it, it's really expensive to acquire those customers out there. I, I don't know. You know, I I don't know all the details there. Uh, again, great success story overall. I think it's
1: also worth noting: uh, Personio job postings get distributed on nearly 500 job sites and boards, including uh, StepStone, Indeed, Zing, LinkedIn, and Monster. So nice. part of the part of the uh, in with a lot of SMEs, I'm sure, it, you know, is like we'll distribute your jobs and don't worry about multiple boards. We'll take we'll take some of that off of your plate. I'm sure that's part of the hook to get into smaller businesses.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, and we've got more SMEs to talk about.
1: Hey, Bob. All right. So, uh, Personio may be an old timey unicorn, but we have a fairly newly minted one. If you listen to the weekly show, you'll know about Hi Bob uh, with a strong presence throughout Europe and offices in London and Amsterdam. HRIS Solution Hi Bob announced a $150 million Series C funding round last week. The round brings total investment at High Bob to $274 million since its founding in late 2015, giving it a valuation of $1.65 billion. Hello. With this recent funding, High Bob's plan is, among other initiatives, acquire complementary technologies and expand their global presence. I'll go ahead and start with the commentary. Uh, One thing I'm more cognizant of since doing this show is there are two types of companies uh, in Europe in our space. Uh, Those who want to roll the dice in America and those who do not. Mm -hmm. Uh, With Personio, there seems to be zero interest right now uh, in America, even with that valuation. Whereas, HiBob, once a piece of the world's biggest economy, um, I think it's very difficult for European companies to come to America Uh, Maybe it's the weird accents and the skinny jeans. Um, My prediction is European companies in our space will sour on trying to conquer America. And the new normal will be conquering and being quite happy in your own backyard.
4: First of all, it must have something to do with the skinny jeans. There's no question, right? I mean, you never want to see Joel in skinny jeans. I'm telling you, you know. I, I don't I don't know if I ever want to see anyone in them, but anyway, must have something to do with that. Outside of that, uh I agree with you. you know, I think that um maybe not all but many uh European based companies uh you know, need to buckle up before they come over here because you know, the level of investment and funding available to uh, both emerging and already established companies over here is uh, mind-boggling. And that means there's a lot of resources here in this market already to defend uh, against, uh, you know, people and, and companies who come from uh, from overseas. So I, I'm always in the camp of, you know, taking these decisions on, you know, globalization and, and reaching out across borders in a very very conscious way, you know, you you can hurt yourself pretty bad if you do that too 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 early, right? The, well,
2: the the total addressable market Personio actually said is they have 1.7 million SMEs targeted themselves, but yeah. there's 25 million SMEs in Europe overall. So I think I think Daniel you you're probably right on that there there's a ton of market to be had here in Europe if you can do if you can do that and you can actually gain that traction i understand there's a big pot of gold across the atlantic but why spend all the money to build that fucking bridge when you have pots of gold in europe i mean that that's mm-hmm. When High Bob said that they were at least at least inkling to come to the U.S., that to me just flashed. They were trying to use that for funding. I don't know if that will actually happen. Yeah. And I
1: think I think it goes both ways. I mean, we've talked about on the show how Zip Recruiters, you know, is a big brand in the U.S., but it's basically invisible, um, according to Levin uh, over in, in Europe and very few companies that have been huge in, the, in, the, in our space in America. Um, indeed, comes to mind. Maybe Monster back in the day. Uh, it's really hard for Europeans to come to America, and it's it's hard for Americans uh, to go over to Europe.
4: Acquisition, yeah, that's that's certainly one way. Yeah, I think part of what what is underestimated a lot also is, you know, we're talking about people industries here, right? We're talking about HR tech, we're talking about human capital, recruiting, HR services, and you know this this whole element of just, you know, intangibles in how you do business with people and focused on people and, and people centricity between, you know, two different continents has been underestimated, you know, many times. Now that at the same time also means that there's always opportunity in like trying to, you know, export a business model or a new piece of technology overseas for sure. But I think, you know, some of those differences and intricacies in, in how you really deal with people or build a people centric piece of technology. Um, have been underestimated and are part of the reason why, why it can be really hard for companies to make that leap across uh, uh, borders or even across the big pond. So, Levin, have you guys thought about House of
2: HR doing any acquisitions or even trying to build that, that gold bridge across the Atlantic?
3: We've been talking about it a lot, I think, but uh, for the moment, we are focusing on Europe. And as you said, there are plenty of companies in Europe, plenty of business in Europe, so no mm-hmm. need to build the expensive bridge.
1: And let's be honest, Americans are assholes. (laughs) The truth. I guarantee you when Americans see favorite written with (laughs) O-U-R instead of O-R, they're like, well, fuck those assholes. (laughs) They don't speak our language.
2: Uh, They're just using excessive vowels over there. We can't do that. What a
1: bunch of pompous, skinny-jean, (laughs) French-wearing cologne assholes they are. So you got to get it just right and Americans. We're we're dicks, man. It's hard to it's hard to make us happy.
4: Is, is this where we're getting mm. into the the German language uh, course here that you <laughs> teased at the beginning? Is this your Yeah, there's Some Some,
1: and cough, some uh, <laughs> what is there?
4: No, there? there's this. There's one word. You know, whenever the topic comes up with friends and, and, you know, obviously over here in, in New York, there's one word that puts everybody to the test. So I'll, I'll share it with you. And then, you know, Levan probably knows what it means, but it doesn't even matter what it means. You just have to pronounce it, okay? So mm-hmm. here you go. The word is Streichholzschächtelchen. <laughs> 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 but come on, you didn't even try. Streichholzschächtelchen. Yeah, but from you know from the Nina song
3: from from the Nina song 99 Luftballons, uh, Streichholz und Benzinkanister. Yeah. So I know
2: Well, guys, all I have to say is this is a perfect bridge to uh, I don't know the the next topic after this quick break. Europe has a bunch of countries in it. Everyone deserves their
1: best job. That's what Fiji stands for. We make a big difference for independent recruiters with the strength of our fast-growing recruiter network. At Fiji, you can be your best self and work for the company you'd like whenever and wherever. We support you with the best digital and online recruitment marketing. We offer professional business development support, recruitment specialist training, and a bit of rebellious network meetings. Let's join strengths and help more professionals find the
5: job they love. Celebrate recruitment and join Fiji at fygi.nl.
1: Money, 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 money. money. <laughs> All
4: right, guys. Oh our God. buddy, uh,
1: our buddy George LaRocque, who opines on the investment goings on in our space, says the cash register continues to ring. George said in his Q3 2021 report that WorkTech VC investment set another record in dollar volume and deal count, exceeding six billion dollars in Q3, and 13.7 billion has now been invested globally. In work tech during the 2021 year to date, surpassing the record set in 2019 by more than $8 billion, this sustained surge of VC. Investment in work tech reflects a deep level of interest in the changing future of work and the continuing wave of innovation now upon us. While the U.S. still remains and retains the lion's share of cash, Europe is no slouch. Some highlights, UK leads the continent with 16 deals closed. Uh, Germany's second with seven deals. The rest of the continent represented 14 other deals. Among the biggest European companies include Multiverse, uh, which we talked about in our last show, and ULife out of the UK, Coach Hub and Meister out of Germany, and Factorial out of Spain. Guys, what do we make of all these, maybe lack thereof, euros being thrown around the world
4: first of all i'm really curious to know what meister is now can you pick a more german word uh, or name <laughs> for for a company right uh, yes i'm really curious there i think this is a good development right seeing europe catch up at least to some extent here with the funding levels here in the us is a, is a good development also to be fair you know when you when we listen to these numbers i mean the us is a is a much bigger market, right? I mean, off the top of my head, I would say that just in terms of you know the population, uh, you know, in the U.S. versus Western Europe, you're probably talking about like almost twice as many people, right? So it's not really surprising that there's uh, more, still a lot more funding over here. But the, the catch-up effect uh, in Europe is great, and I think we're going to see more of that,
3: Daniel. Is, is that the reason why you moved to the U.S.? I mean, you could have launched a company in Europe as well, I guess.
4: Yeah, great question, Levin. Uh, you know, I moved here long before um, I started Volante. You know, I moved here. Was more like the traditional situation where you move with the big companies so that was still uh-huh. back with the deco group like 10 years ago i mean now that you ask me you know would i have launched the same company in europe or would i have wanted to move over here it's a good question i don't know if i can answer it but you know generally speaking yeah i think it's still somewhat easier to get something started over here uh compared to europe but but not always. So good question. I would have to think about that a little more. That's a good question. Yeah. What are the major
1: hurdles? Uh, I, like we talked about Multiverse last week, who does uh, apprenticeships and they're, they seem to be eyeing uh, the US, which has a lot less sort of red tape around gig work and, and contract work, et cetera. Um, whereas we've talked about Europe in length about you know, are they going to be gig workers? Are they employer, employees? Are they contract workers? And different countries have their own rules. Um, is that what you see as the main hurdle um, for these companies? Um, or do you see more than just regulation in regards to money coming into into Europe?
3: Huh. It's the whole climate, I think. It's so many little things. It's like the sheer number of startups. There are so many startups in the US, more than Europe. It's another, another mindset, I think. So the whole investment climate is different. People aren't as afraid as in Europe to to invest money. In Europe, when we go broke, that's something to be ashamed of. Or when we go, uh, is it called broke? Yeah, fight? Uh,
1: bankrupt. I mean,
3: yeah, Bankrupt, that was the word I was looking for, indeed. So and, um, in the US, it's like, okay, you've done it once, uh, second time, you'll do better. In Europe, once you've been broke, you probably will not get a second chance as easily.
1: So it's a cultural thing. Uh,
3: so it's it's the climate. Yes. It's a cultural thing. And also, it's, it's the climate. Um, the government is promoting it more in the US, I think. There are many more funds available in the United States. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a whole bunch of
4: things. I, I think you're spot on there, Levin, uh for sure. Uh, fully subscribe to that. Y- you know, a- another way to look at this is also that, you know, it really depends on like which problem you're trying to solve, right? So you, you just mentioned multiverse, right? I mean, I, I love their model and I think it's going to work or continue to work very well over in, in Europe. Uh, you know, here in the US, you know, this whole topic of apprenticeships and the acceptance of it and and how does it really fit into the, the work ecosystem uh, is just a you know really different animals so so yeah sometimes i think it's it's important for companies to really you know not sometimes i like guess always it's important to really think through these things through uh you know very thoroughly be- before again this question of globalization and, and taking this leap over here or vice versa uh is is taken some of that i think limits uh successful execution of of these plans here
1: uh, quick note apparently uh, multiverse is headed up by Tony Blair's son do i have yes. that right yeah yes no, you do interesting side note there um, and it seems like culturally based on the number of startups the uk is is more open to risk and and startups and giving money would that be correct
4: yeah i think so this this okay. goes back to what what levin just said right uh, in in terms of just you know the willingness to take risks and this idea of OK, you know, you're on your own. So, you know, you you kind of go for it and, you know, go big or go home. Right. Uh, you, you know this better than, than I do. So. So. Um, so, yeah, I think that's definitely part of it for sure. Yeah.
1: Cool. Well, speaking of crazy cultures, let's talk about Facebook for a going second. big, for big news out of U, uh, out of the EU. Facebook will hire 10,000 people in europe over the next five years announcing its plans in a blog post the social media giant stated that it was quote a vote of confidence in the strength of the european tech industry and the potential of european tech talent end quote facebook under increased regulatory scrutiny on both sides of the of the atlantic says the wall street journal will focus on hiring highly skilled engineers to create a metaverse which is an online platform where users engage with one another using virtual and augmented reality. The company previously referred to its VR-based work meetings app Horizon Workrooms as a metaverse project. Facebook has said focusing on VR will reduce its reliance on other hardware makers. Guys, thoughts on the Facebook move to come to Europe.
4: Yeah. So, is this is this um, actually focused on Europe? So, these ten thousand jobs will be created in Europe. Is that what you're saying? I read the news, but yeah, they're a little cloudy on where uh, their headquarters is in
2: Ireland. Sounds like a bribe, to be quite frank.
1: Indeed, it's a little tease, a little carrot out there. Uh, yeah. Like uh, you know, keep up the anti antitrust cases, and we may not come to Europe. But it, uh, most of the projections and the most excited group of people are the Irish. Because the head, uh, Facebook headquarters is in Dublin, I believe.
3: But um, in the Belgian New Papers, they said it was to be all around Europe. So probably they're spreading uh, different press releases according to the country they're sending it to.
1: Imagine that, right? It's also a mix of remote work and in-office yeah. work.
3: Yeah. Well, so the bribe, the bribe actually is a... A pretty good guess, I think. Hey, we're going to provide
1: 10,000 new people with a job. Such such cynics on this show.
2: So, so yeah, but Joel, remember uh, when we had Miranda Bogan on and she was with, uh, she's a senior policy director with a nonprofit called Upturn. And her focus, a lot of her focus was the AI recommender based uh, tech at Facebook. And she was, I mean, she was a loud voice against Facebook. Remember how they shut her up? Refresh my memory. They hired her. <laughs> I mean, again, this is something that Facebook and big corporate America has been good at for years, right? This is, to me, it, it shouts of nothing but bullshit and bribes. And again, who are you going to trust? Facebook, I think they're probably one of the brands that you don't trust, whether it's in Europe, uh, it's in the US, wherever they're
4: at. Yeah, yeah. I I think, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm old school sometimes when it comes to this stuff, but... I have a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old at home now, you know, and and as much as I think, you know, that what they're describing there, what metaverse is all going to be about, and as much as I know that, you know, even for my kids, like to be on top of some of these technologies, I also find it, you know, scary to imagine that they're going to spend even more time in front of the screen when in reality, I think it would just be really nice for them sometimes to grab their bike and head down to the beach or or do something out there you know so i'm i guess i'm undecided on this whole topic here you know uh we'll have to figure this out here well, the jury is
1: definitely out on VR. Uh, it's clearly not a proven uh, technology as much as I would love it to be. Um, <laughs> it has a long way to go, obviously. I think to Chad's point, you know, Facebook has more lobbyists and PR people uh, than they do engineers, I think, was the last, last quarter. They have 900 PR people. Um, this is That's sort crazy. of their, their game, right? Uh, let's create some good PR, obviously, in the States uh, in particular, they're under scrutiny with, you know, 60 minutes um, around the whistleblower and what they're doing to, to teens and, and all that. Uh, they had the outage uh, a couple of weeks ago. So th- they need some good PR. And why not in Europe, where, by the way, uh, we have a ton of lawsuits and antitrust issues to deal with. Facebook's mantra seems to be if we're going to win first, we have to win some hearts and minds. And to do that, let's employ some people or at least let's put out the promise of hiring people to make good with local governments and countries.
3: Yeah, and normally we would say, uh, creating jobs can never be wrong and and creating 10,000 jobs is a great thing. My only small problem with it is they're going to create 10,000 very interesting engineering jobs and they will take away 10,000 highly skilled engineers from 10,000 necessary engineering jobs. I mean, every company in Europe is screaming for engineers. And when Facebook is claiming we're going to hire 10,000 of them, the other companies won't like it probably, and it's the problem will solve itself. I mean, within five years, those people will learn a lot in Facebook probably, and they will uh, go to other company. Yeah.
1: Sounds to me like some new visas will be distributed.
3: Ah, probably. Yeah, they'll have to. And I also hope Facebook is going to promote uh, STEM education, is STEM a thing, you know, uh, science, yes. technology. Okay, STEM yep. education here because they have the leverage. If one company can promote something like stem it will be facebook Mm -hmm. so uh, they can use their own channels to do something good for change
2: yeah they want to do something good let's see them actually do something good as opposed to just throw press releases at something at countries
1: chad i'm not going to hold my breath just so you know
4: (laughs) (laughs) you know just fair point on the on the press release topic you know uh, I don't know if anyone followed this, but like Amazon put out this this big press release just a couple of weeks ago, talking about you know uh, tuition reimbursement and creating the future of work by helping people upskill and rescale and so on. And so to Levin's point, you know, these big mammoth uh, tech firms out there have the potential to do really good things, but uh, so far, you know, it's still. The smaller, not small, Brief but Chad. smaller companies. Who, yes, no proof.
1: <laughs> you can't you can't throw that grenade at the end of the show, Daniel. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's going to get Chad all I, fired I, up. I
4: saved the best for last. I saved yeah. the best all for last. Right.
1: Right. The best for last is you, Daniel. Thank you for joining us on the Chad and Cheese podcast as you for those listeners who want to connect with you or know, know more about your organization, where should they go?
4: Uh, definitely, you know, Volante.co, as I mentioned earlier, Volante.co, and then, you know, follow us on LinkedIn, uh, give us some love there, we'll give it back, and we'd be happy to, to share more about what we do and our mission here of, you know, creating better workplace and career changes.
1: Love it. Excellent. And if you want to listen to more Euro goodness, check out com slash euro. Guys, it's been fun. It's been real. Let's do it again in a couple weeks. We out. We
5: out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out!
3: The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives.
1: Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now.